Hello and welcome to your latest Liverpool FC Blood Red podcast. It's FA Cup uh, themed this week. So joining me, we have the king of the FA Cup, James Pearce, our full-time Liverpool reporter, home and away. We've got Andy Kelly, who sends his apologies for potential coughing and spluttering. He's, uh, he's not in the best of health at the moment. And Joe Rimmer, who looks absolutely positively glowing ahead of the <laughs> FA Cup. He's such a, such a big fan of it. Um, so we'll start start with Sunday's game. We'll start with Plymouth Argyle. James, you've been down to Melwood to hear from Jürgen Klopp and hear confirmation that we won't see Liverpool's first team at Anfield on Sunday. No, we certainly won't. I don't think there was any great surprise really attached to, to what Klopp had to say. I think I think most fans would have expected it. You know, and to approach it in a similar fashion to he did that third round tie against Exeter 12 months ago, I think very similar situation with injuries biting a lot of first team players who have played an awful lot of football recently in need of a breather um, and you know we, I think we've seen already this season Klopp's you know faith in youth and and his willingness to, to put them in and I think that will be a, a chance for them I don't you know obviously Henderson is, is missing injury you know obviously Sturridge back in full training um, touch and go whether he's involved too soon for Coutinho uh, too soon for Matip and, and obviously Milner um, missing as well. So, yeah, I think you know it, it could well. You know, he's certainly going to be ten changes, possibly even eleven. I think from the, the side at Sunderland. Yeah, um, some sleepless nights then tonight for some very excited young players. I would imagine getting a start at Anfield in an FA Cup tie. Also for you, Andy, you're, you're a big champion of the uh, the younger players. Who are you looking forward to seeing then? Well, you know. I actually will go to Anfield on Sunday probably more excited than I would be for a sort of standard cup game, say against maybe a, a you know a championship side or whatever. Where maybe it would have to go stronger because we get the chance to see some of these uh, players who uh, a few of whom I I think can really go on and make an impact at Liverpool, not just get the sort of debuts we saw maybe in in the FA Cup last year uh, at Exeter, where you know a lot of that team has been uh, sort of dispersed if you like but a couple of lads who I think can go on and have proper careers at Liverpool so you know everyone who listens to the pod will be bored by me to talk about <laughs> I've already been on the pod I, think. I can confirm that is true <laughs> yeah. uh, I think last week I suggested Trent Alexander-Arnold will uh, uh, potentially get an England yeah, well, cap this, this year this is his first step this is his first step on the road um, this, year. this year this year uh, right. Jen and uh, you can tell Joe exactly. Rimmer listens to the pod when no, he's not involved. He's but, just um, switched off earlier. Um, but yeah, I genuinely think he's got that sort of potential and uh, is a potential England player. And it might be, um, you know, you don't want to put too much pressure on these lads, but he's a, he's an absolute talent for me. Um, Klein, as we know, has played all the time, hasn't he? Has he missed yeah. a minute yet? I don't think so. Not, not in the Premier League. Not in the no. Premier League. So, you know, it's the perfect chance to bring give him a rest. Um, so really made up to see him and uh, you know we haven't seen a lot of them at under 23 level even uh, the lads I, I expected a few of them to turn up at Bangor uh, the other night and they were all rested uh, and presumably in preparation for um, for Sunday um, who else might we see well we know uh, from the training pitches today we know Ovia Ajari is with the first team uh, a player with loads of skill I've always had a problem with exactly where he plays 
but um, you know he'll come on and he can do special things on the ball. And and the other one we would almost certainly see, though potentially off the bench, I think that might be Ben Woodburn and uh, pulling off over at Bangor uh, the other night. And uh, a few people I was talking to, obviously uh, he's a Welsh youth international, and a few of the crowd there um, who, who uh, wanted to talk Liverpool um, were mentioning Ben Woodburn to me. So a lot of excitement around him. So uh, it's great, and you know it is a chance also to see the. Th- the fringe players in it, and yeah. you know the likes of Alberto Moreno, who I I thought did decent when he came on at Sunderland. Set piece delivery notwithstanding, when he's he's blasting free kicks into people's ankles. <laughs> and Joe, what about a, 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 a veritable veteran of the uh, of 19 years old, Joe Gomez, set yeah, to make yeah. players' first game. We expect probably from the start, probably at centre half on Sunday. No one deserves that more than more than him, do they? Yeah, I think if there is a player that could possibly win an England cap this year, I think Joe Gomez. Happy to have a fiver with yeah. you. Should we yeah. shake on yeah. it? Yeah, 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 I can yeah, confirm yeah. the handshake has taken place. I, th- I think <coughs> uh, Joe Gomez, when he came in last year, he looked an absolute stud of a, a young player, really, really strong, powerful, good in the ball, great header of the ball, and to to come to, to see him come back, uh, Neil's just writing stud down. Yeah, just stud nothing. Well, I'm sure going with it. Yeah, that's where I was going. But yeah, what what a player he was, and and. You know, it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll be a slow process for him coming back, but um, a real good chance. And it sounds like Klopp is a, is a massive fan. The other one that I can't wait to see is Shea Ojo because um, I think he had a really good debut against Stoke. He's had a tough time with injuries, and he's someone that you know Liverpool need a wide man, don't they? And, and maybe they've got him there. He's 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 tall, he's strong, he's quick. Perhaps he could um, stake a claim. Yeah, you've seen a bit of uh, Gomez for the under twenty threes this season. I've seen a couple of games. You saw Ojo play the half on on Wednesday against Bangor. I would say played in inverted commas right. there. Walked, it, walked this this was a, 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 he very much looked like a player who didn't didn't want to uh, to jeopardise an injury right. at a very inappropriate time when I suspect he's been told, listen, you're going to be involved on the weekend, which is great. And you know it was that type of a friendly at Bangor. It was six 0 Liverpool in the end. A bit harsh on Bangor, but it was very much a it was a friendly, friendly if you know what I mean. And um, yeah, only a half road you. That was always the plan. Uh, Mick Garrity, the uh, under 23s interim boss, told me afterwards that was uh, you know a half because they wanted him training the next day. So and I suspect that's all building up to uh, a look at him on Sunday. Can obviously play left side, right side. Um, I particularly like him on the right wing because uh, he can yeah. come in and shoot with that left foot of his. Uh, gives him an extra threat for me. Um, so yeah, and uh, yes, yeah, as Joe says, you know Joe Gomez. Uh, I've been particularly struck by, uh, I'd forgotten how good a pass he's got on him in, in, in the time he's been out, 15, 16 months. And uh, I think it's significant, we talk about that impact of him, I was just looking today, he made seven appearances for Liverpool, Joe Gomez. Now, now I, in my mind, I thought he'd made maybe 10 or 15, because that's, that's the sort of impact he had. And um, well, you know, played under Rodgers, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Rodgers only had what, 12 games, wasn't it, at the start of last season? Don't forget, well, he was playing left back, wasn't yeah, he? I was, I was literally going to just yeah. bring into James, actually, with that. With that, He won't be a left back, will he? He's not going to no. be a right back. No, I no, mean, no, no. if you've seen him as well, the way he's built now, he's, 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 he's very much a centre back. Yeah, you can see that he's he's spent a lot of time over the last 15 months in the gym. But, like yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking in the mirror when I saw him. Objection, objection. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he really has bulked up, um, and he's 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 look, he's he looks very impressive 
physically and you know I think obviously when he came in you know he had this reputation of being a versatile defender I think he'd played he had played at fullback for Charlton I think he always said he wanted to be a centre half but obviously centre halves do tend to kind of mature a bit later um, but yeah under Klopp there's no question that that's where he sees him playing I don't I don't think we'll see him at, at fullback I think that's Gomez's favourite position and and uh, you know, I think there's, there's long since been a, a real buzz. You know, whenever you speak to Klopp about Joe Gomez, you know, although he's never he's never played for him, you know, he he knew about Gomez before he even came to Liverpool. He knew he had a reputation of being one of the most gifted youngsters in English football. And I think you know, you get the impression that what he's seen in the last two and a half months since he returned to full training, he's he's lived up to that billing. And you know, I think Klopp at Melwood for the press conference was keen, you know, not to pile too much pressure on him too soon because you know nothing really will prepare I know he's played for the 23s but it's still a step up to, to be back in the first team on Sunday um, you know and he, he would obviously need a run of you know of game time to build it up but you know you, you speak to Klopp and he certainly sees Gomez playing a, a role an increasing role over the coming months and you know that was you know he was he was talking about how you know he didn't want to block the kind of the pathway in terms of you know he wanted the chance for, for Gomez to be able to kick on and uh, you know he'll, he'll certainly get that opportunity yeah we, we touched on it uh, a little bit earlier the Exeter game last season and the Exeter tie like the two games at the end of the play two players you'd say out of that 14 that we used that night have sort of still really got a Liverpool future if you like or, or seem to have a, a, on the way up at Liverpool so this is a completely different and Plymouth Exeter, similar part of the world, yeah. similar obviously same same league, but a different type of fringe squad. If you like, there's no one here getting played to, to maybe put them in the shot window or, or just to give them a, a go because there's no one else. These are actually players who potentially have got Liverpool futures. Yeah, I th- and I think it does have a very different feel to it, doesn't it? I remember when that team sheet dropped at Exeter last year. You know, I, I I thought you know how is that team ever going to get a result here on a Exeter were ten to one to win that game. I yeah. think they went down to about four to one when the team yeah. she dropped. I think that was just me having a, having a punt as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, um, yeah, you lost that. I did. <laughs> Shea Ojo was to blame actually. Yeah, Liverpool, Shea, Liverpool were losing that game until yeah. Shea Ojo came on and made the difference. But yeah, that, I mean that was a thrown together team, yeah. wasn't it? I don't think I don't think many people saw that team sheet and thought. You know, there's a there's, this is a team that's ever going to play together again. I think what Jose Enrique was playing centre half. Yeah, I know. Adam Bogdan. Like, oh, just you know, um, you know, obviously Joe Maguire's not been seen since oh. since that game. Connor Randall um, hasn't been able to kick on. Yeah, I mean, probably I was looking at it and probably Kent and Kevin Stewart would, you, would say you'd say were probably the two, uh, and obviously Ojo that you know haven't kind of regressed or even have left the club since. So uh, no, this is this has got a very different feel to it because. You know, I think that the fringe players are a lot stronger this time around. Klopp got rid of a lot of the deadwood last summer, uh, made sure that there was space and, and room for the young players to to kick on and and develop. And you know the way that that Woodburn and Najaria and and Trent have performed so far this season, I don't think anyone will be approaching Sunday with concern or anything like that. The, the Klopp will be making so many changes. Yeah, for a pound, Joe Andy, <laughs> you were captain Liverpool at Exeter in that game. Was it Jose? Was it Enrique, wasn't it? No, it was a replay. Oh. It was a replay oh. last field. Who captained? No? We don't have dead air. We can't have dead air on the podcast. <laughs> so that is a crime. Uh, Christian Benteke, captain Liverpool. Ooh, yeah, at, at Exeter. He, so. he was like the only established yeah. Jerome Sinclair at front. Yeah. Benteke was actually the worst player on the pitch. He was oh, terrible, wasn't he? Yeah. Was yeah. I think he, yeah, he almost had the look of a man who felt like he was being punished. 
Yeah. Being playing that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, which he, he probably was. He probably he probably was. He had to make sure all the all the youngsters got home safely. Yeah. Obviously, worried parents. I mean, Jonesy, Liverpool obviously were relatively lucky to get away with a draw yeah. that night. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just pondering in terms of the sort of threat we think it's a different threat once they've got a, you know a team's got to come to Anfield, yeah. but Plymouth are what. Third off the top, second, 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 only a second. point off the top of the second team. in in their in their division. I know it's bundles of years. What is it? About fifty-five. Fifty-five since Liverpool yeah. lost to a team at that level, but it, it is going to. It, it's not going to be a team like Exeter, as, as we said, of, of thrown together. But it, it's going to be a team that will have never played together before, yeah. and that does bring its own problems. And I think it will be a proper game. And the other thing we've got to remember is eight and a half thousand away yeah. fans and the mobilising effect that. That can have, yeah. you know, we saw, remember, what was it, Haven't and Water Haven't Louisville going 2 0 up, didn't they? I'll give you a little start. There was a start knocking around about since Everton last won at Anfield, they've led at Anfield for, I think it's eight minutes longer than Haven't and Water Louisville <laughs> led at Anfield. There's, there's, a, there's a stat for you. I hope that stat travels around the world with this podcast. Well, it was certainly, uh, certainly travelling around my timeline uh, a few weeks back. <laughs> Well, yeah, you yeah. mentioned. I remember Barnsley coming to Anfield and winning with a last-minute goal, and yeah. I remember that entire that entire end was uh, was Reading. Yeah, yeah, what Reading? That was a that was a replay, wasn't it? That was yeah. a, a Gilfie Sigurdsson, I think, scored yeah. for Reading. Uh, I remember Blackburn winning on a Monday night when they were in the uh, in the Championship. So there's plenty of uh, plenty of examples. One of the things about the new main stand, of course, is what every percentage allocation you get, they get that yeah. few a few extra f- yeah, from, which is great for. No way, support coming to Anfield, but of course, um, you know it, it's an imperative. I think that Liverpool treat the game professionally. And everything else, and I think from everything Klopp said earlier, I, I don't have any doubts about that. Yeah. I give you Joe another another guy you'll be playing. We expect on Sunday and won't get a lot of attention, but I think he might do during the game. But Loris Carrius, oh yeah, who of course, yeah. is likely to start, and just what he needs, you'd say after after what he's had, you know, a, a game where. Less perhaps intense spotlight, but still a, a test of, of what he's got. Yeah, I might be being a bit unfair on Plymouth here because I haven't seen them play. But you assume you assume a, a team like Stop that it. is going to be quite quite physical, and I do think it it's quite going to be quite tricky for Carriers because if they do win free kicks and corners and they put high balls in, it's going to be a test of, of what he's like there. Um, he really just needs a quiet game, doesn't he? You know, he needs. Do you think? Do you think he needs a quiet game, or do you think he needs a busy game? Well, he I could do with making a few saves, can he? Yeah. Put on a, 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 a it's handling to be tested, for example, and you know maybe a, come and punch a few corners or, or long free kicks. Busy game's fine if he comes to it. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. You're thinking. You're thinking yeah, from a Liverpool perspective. But obviously. I'm thinking for his confidence as well. Yeah. You know, he doesn't. I don't think he wants to be worked too much because um, if he does make a mistake, we won't hear the end of it. Yeah. He won't hear the end of it, and it. It won't do and much for his chances of coming back. Bogdan yeah. just holding yeah. on the crossbar, didn't he? Well, a corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it needs to be the, the start of a bit of a revival for him, doesn't yeah. it? I think Klopp touched upon it earlier that he he said he felt as if he'd benefited Carriers from from this time out the team and just not being having to live under that spotlight for for a few weeks. And obviously Mignolet has come in and done brilliantly and completely justified Klopp's decision to to bring him back. But you know Klopp said that you know, Liverpool are you know that everyone's stronger. If you if if someone's getting pushed day in day out for their position, you know, hopefully that's that's hopefully what will happen on Sunday. Is Carrius will put in a, a performance which then gives him you know the, the chance to kick on, and then you know that 
that then it you know leads on to Mignolet knowing that he has to maintain these high standards, otherwise Karras will be ready to step in. And another thing as well for for these people, Andy, the likes of Ojo Gomez, um, Karius, Lucas, even Moreno, if they want another game this season or another start, then they probably need they need to win this this get type of game because. It's hard to see them playing starting Premier League games if Liverpool are going for the title, isn't it? It, it is, and and also you're at that stage of the EFL Cup yeah. where you're in semi-finals now, and yeah. even some of the lads who have maybe played throughout throughout the uh, the earlier rounds, it might be you wouldn't have thought that Jurgen Klopp's going to field well very many of them. Bogdan started the early rounds of the EFL Cup last year, didn't he? Yeah. When he got to the semis, it was Mignolet thanks for that. Back in. <laughs> yeah. take and you you could not. I think the fan base would be concerned if you went to Southampton in that first away leg on next Wednesday or whenever, and um, and it was a you know the, you know for however much I like and, and, and think that they've got big futures, you wouldn't expect to see Trent or Ben Woodburn in the starting eleven. So, you know, this is their chance to keep Liverpool in this competition. The second round comes up, what, end of the month? Or end of the month. End of the month so, that, 23rd, 24th, so you'd hope that that would get them another game. And it's the chance to impress. You know, we've seen these EFL games where, you know, people are talking about Trent Alexander-Arnold because of his performances and those. Ben Woodburn um, is now known to an audience outside Liverpool who, who aren't Liverpool sports necessarily because he scores that goal in front of the cop and everyone's talking about him as the club's youngest ever goal scorer. So massive opportunity. And, th- this is, and also, I think, those fringe players also need to take that chance to... Um, even just to cement your place on on a bench, do you know what I mean? Because you've seen players sort of you know, disappear from the bench, even before, yeah. and, and there'll, there'll be more competition for those places whenever um, some of the injured players start to come back. Yeah, I'm gonna a more generic debate. I'm gonna start with you, Joe, because I know you have a nice strong opinion on this. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the FA Cup <laughs> in in um, in general. Now, for me. For James, who's slightly older than me, Andy, who's slightly older than James, um, quite a lot. <laughs> well, you know, not as not as far as people think, but um, the FA Cup was the biggest day in the year for for me. The FA Cup final and third round was probably one of my favourites as well because you got all the sort of weird, wonderful things. Has it still got that for you? Has the FA Cup still got anything like what it had in the sort of the glory days of up until say the early nineties? You know, what I'm going to say. I- I can't stand it. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say that. <laughs> I can't stand the FA Cup. How can you it not just, stand the FA Cup? It's just a cliche-ridden competition. We hear the same stuff every year. I was, my head. The third round will be... You know, round. Everyone plays third round cliche bingo, don't oh, they? Yeah. Oh, you know. Until we can get rid of all the teams that <laughs> don't want in it. And then we get to like the semi-final. So you just, want, you just want the last 16, 16 <laughs> Premier League teams. <laughs> like, a normal round of fixtures. It, it used to be great, though. Do you not think it used to be great? Or do you, do you I suppose when I, I was growing up... I, I maybe didn't notice the cliches a little bit more, but I think now it's just every every time it's just, it's they're almost fishing though, for an upset, you know. And then that that's what annoys me. You watch yeah. they put games on TV like like Liverpool v Plymouth. I don't think should be on TV no, this weekend. Everton Leicester should be on TV, but they put Plymouth on TV because they're fishing. They're desperate, desperate for an upset. No, 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 no I'll tell you, they put it on because Liverpool's ratings beat any other club on TV. Liverpool United are always on the TV every year. Those sort of games are on TV and I just don't think as a spectacle okay. uh, what you want to watch what about, I'll, 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 I'll raise you um, I went to Warrington Town two seasons ago th- first round beat 
Exeter. Um, went to went to Warrington's going Cantilever uh, Stadium, Cantilever Park. Sorry, and that's a team with lads who drink in my local pub. You know, Dale, Dale lads I've played five a side with, and they're in the FA Cup first round. It got to the second round, lost the gate. Said actually were a bit unlucky. Surely stories like that don't don't yeah, they give you any sort of yeah, satisfaction they, when you they, see they, a guy you know having Waterloo will come into yeah, Anfield or they, Tamworth going to Everton? I'm, I'm not saying that. The FA for, for those for those guys the FA Cup's brilliant and I can see why people still like it. Just for me, I just get sick of watching the cliche. That Mansfield game the other year when <laughs> when the ball right, yeah. hit Suarez on the hand and we had their chairman sitting in front of the TV saying how the world had swindled Mansfield out of the FA. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> get lost. You know, like, it, John Johnson said that is the actions of a cheat. Four years ago today. Little fact. It, yeah, it, yeah, it was, yeah, 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 I can't stand this this time of year. I think Andy, bring it back. Bring no. it back. The league cup's better. I can't bring it back. The league cup's better. The league cup's better. I think Ian Doyle wrote a column about why the league cup was better. Or did, he do, or did he write the opposite? Yeah, I can't he remember. He might he might have written the opposite. I think he might have been responding to the debate that the league cup might be better because of you know the chance to see up and coming stars yeah. and that sort of thing. But I think he he may well have argued that no, the FA Cup remains the FA Cup. I've, I've got a foot in both camps here. I, I'm in Joe's camp in the sense that there's been FA Cup finals in the last few years, which you know you used to build up an entire day to, that's the old cliche, mm-hmm. isn't it? And, and we all did it, or those of us old enough to have done it. But there's been FA Cups in the last few years where I haven't sat there and watched every well, minute. To be honest, I, I Arsenal got, a, got I, I flicked th- over. I think, of, I think we went back to so the last seven or eight years, I think you'd struggle to name the finalists in some of them. And you, we, you know, I can name you better FA Cup finalists from, yeah. you know, obviously yeah. end of the seventies into yeah. the eighties uh, uh, and the rest of the eighties than I can in the last maybe if even the last five or six years. I'd have to sit here and think, think about it. Partly because they changed well, the time. Well, life changed the time of it. Yeah, so the it's not. Put no on. I mean, the FA Cup these days is what five thirty p.m. kickoff. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that was a disastrous decision for me. I don't care if it gets a massive TV audience around the world. Yeah. It always did at three o'clock on a Saturday. And it, and if it does compete with other sports, so what? Football's king. You know, the FA Cup should be three p.m. on that Saturday. Um, the new Wembley sort of lost a bit yeah. of thing for me as well. Twin towers. Uh, the twin towers mm-hmm. going. And then of course, you know, when the time you're talking about of the Halcyon FA Cup days, if you like, but for those of us old enough to remember it, was that it was the only live TV game yeah. of the year. So you grabbed that baby like it was, you know, the, it was the only <laughs> thing you like had. It was your only baby. You know, you were up there, and I, you know, and everyone, loads of people of a certain age, listen to this, but will know that you got up and you were still in your pajamas watching the team having their breakfast and everything yeah. else, and you you were trying to find. A ten-minute period when you could go and get dressed, yeah. and, you, and, and your parents were going. Go, you know, like that. I know, but because you just wanted to see everything, and there'd be fans outside the hotel, and we I was just watching the uh, the LFC TV nineteen eighty six documentary uh, for the double winning team, and you can see the Liverpool players on the bus, and all the Liverpool fans outside the hotel, and we had to take them. And that, yeah, that's twenty years ago, but it it's you know. 30. Thirty, I can't, can't, can I? But it, it, it feels well, like. See that he's, he's been fiddling the boards with his age again. This, this is why my expenses never add up. But um, <laughs> the, um, it, you know, it feels like a lifetime ago, not 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 thirty years. And um, so, 
I certainly loved the FA Cup, but I have to say I don't love it as much as I used to. Okay, that's a fair way, James. What, what's absolutely killed it is just the money in the Premier League, isn't it? It's just it's just changed everyone's, you know, yeah. the, you know, the, it's where things are. Almost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you look at it this weekend. You wait when the team news drops at like two o'clock Saturday afternoon. You know, there'll be seven, eight, nine, ten changes. Players people have never even heard of playing for their teams, um, and it's you know, it's not just you know, you, you can. I think you could understand Jurgen Klopp doing that, with he's got bigger fish to fry. And Liverpool banging the title race. They've got a League Cup semi-final first leg a few days later. But you'll have you'll have like mid-table Premier League teams yeah. who have got absolutely no chance of, of of doing anything else this season. Basically, almost like just raising a white flag and giving up their, their one hope of winning the trophy. And they might not have won anything for twenty, thirty years, because it's just staying in the, the chairman's attitude is and. Run the way through the club, stay, just staying in the Premier League is everything. You know, you, you don't do anything to jeopardise that. And it's, it's sad because, you know, you look at, you get so few opportunities to win trophies in football. And that's what I find just most bizarre the fact that so many teams who should be looking upon the FA Cup as, you know, a genuine chance to win something will just treat it with absolute disdain. And, and that has a knock on effect for, for lower clubs as well because when they get, you know, ties that you think, they're not, they're not, they're not testing themselves against well, the I best. Say, I imagine Exeter when they got the Liverpool team, she yeah, probably swapping uh, shirts at the end of that one, game. Who yes. wants Jose Enrique's shirt? It's like there you go. Who wants Jose Enrique's shirt? Can I just tell? Well, it's always Jose Enrique. I guess yeah, it's like yeah. on this podcast. Like, well, sorry, Jose. We don't, we don't mean to have a go at you. Well, we pick, pick, still, <laughs> still, still, still had a massive part in one of the best. Goals we've ever seen at Anfield for me. The uh, yeah. it was his pass to Suarez. I'm gonna, Suarez I'm shoulder, I'm wasn't it? Finish this segment of FA Cup debate. I'm going to ask for a favourite FA Cup memory from Joe Rimmer, and then we're going to open it out. So, have you got a moment FA Cup? It doesn't have to be Liverpool, but preferably. While Joe thinks, I'll yeah. give you mine because I'm do it off the top of my head. Okay. It's that '86 final and. Ian Rush's shot that hits the hits camera. The camera. Oh, Absolutely Nick love that it. Was, it. Grand, was that the grandstand sort of um, opening credit, wasn't it? Because it was sort oh, of the ball just, would hit the camera just, and then it was rolled. Fantastic. That's my Liverpool one. My favourite other one, I think, is probably um, the Sunderland versus United final in '79 when um, oh, United. Alan Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Arsenal yeah. Uh, and with Alan Sunderland. Um, Arsenal giving away a two-goal lead. United coming back two all, and then uh, Sunderland slides Liam in for Brady. the, for the three-two. And, and uh, even at seven years old, I I hated United and yeah. uh, and <laughs> them losing an FA Cup final uh, in in that fashion. Um, delighted the seven-year-old James, being team back. How about Team Bath? What about that for an FA Cup memory? No, no. Who did they beat? They got to the second round, didn't they? I think one of my favourite memories as a kid was I remember queuing at like three o'clock in the morning when Bristol Rovers played Liverpool at Twerton Park. Ah, right, yes. That was... Carl Saunders. It was. Two Saunders scored that day, actually. Carl and and Dean. There you go. One apiece. 9,000 sellout. And it was having to queue overnight to get a ticket. And obviously Liverpool went on to win the Cup. That year, I mean, favourite FA Cup memory would have to be Steven Gerrard's goal against West Ham in Cardiff. Um, Non-Liverpool-wise would, would be Keith Houchin's diving header. Ah, uh, yeah, 87. Yeah, because that just, for me, that, you know, I was nine years old then and just... No one did diving headers back then. Nah, either. They nah, don't, that, that was, was like, like I remember watching thing. it, I absolutely loved like that Scorpion final. kicks in them days. Yeah, and it was a rarity, it was like a rare treat to be a, a live game on TV. And the underdog won, and that, yeah, that was, that was a perfect So, so it was your favourite FA Cup memory when they just said... It was when United didn't take part. When they announced the Budweiser um, tie-up with the sponsorship deal. 
you know what? This isn't going to be popular, but one that always sticks out. I wouldn't say it's my favourite FA Cup memory because I. But it always sticks out in my mind, and I was a more innocent child back then. But Ray Parler's curler in, oh, against yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. I just always remember that. And, you know, it's only Ray Parler, yeah, that was Ray uh, And expecting Arsenal to wipe the floor with Chelsea that day, and, and Chelsea doing quite the opposite. Uh, sure. Sorry, no, Arsenal did wipe the floor, yeah, yeah. They, and Chelsea thought they were going to they were gonna win, and, and yeah. they curled it in. Yeah, I so. probably shouldn't mention this, but my memory of that day is my mate was due to get married, and... Um, she didn't turn up, so we watched the final. I hope he doesn't listen um, to this. this no, he, he does, that's why I mentioned you'll go on there, Danny. I know, I know yeah. he, he wouldn't mention it, but um, the, 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 he, fam- <laughs> he famously. It's the magic but, um, of the camp. Um, he, um, he, he ended up with first goal, scorer, and, and goals. No, well, he, and, and his memorable line was it's clearly my lucky day. And, uh, yeah, that was my memory of that game. That's an incredible That's way to end the segment. <laughs> We're going. I mean, this feels like it's going to be <laughs> nowhere near as good. I mean, I've got, I've got Thiago and Laurie written down, so we've got to go from this this jilted at the altar to Thiago Laurie, who's been jilted since he he turned up around field three and a half years ago. James, it looks like he's off to Reading. Um, Liverpool actually getting some money for him as well, despite the fact that he, I think the last time he played was uh, just after that Keith Houch in 87 <laughs> Cup final. Yeah, I think it's a decent deal for everyone, to be honest. I think uh, for Liverpool, it's a decent amount of money, about 3.75 million It all is the deal that it will rise to um, for the player himself. I think fantastic chance to go somewhere else and try and realise his potential. He, he wasn't able to, to achieve that at Liverpool. Um, it just, it, I think from the start, Laurie just looked like a bizarre signing. Yeah. You know, it was at a time where there was, you know, is that a, a manager's pick or a committee pick? And I think it was very much the latter with Laurie. Um I think it was brought in the round, around the same time as Sacco, wasn't he? Yeah, was same summer, day, yeah. Sacco, Moses and Laurie, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, you know, although there was a fair bit of excitement connected to his arrival, with you know, obviously he was coming from Sport of Lisbon. I mean, you, you, you never got the impression he was anywhere near, you know, being good enough to, to make the grade. Rogers certainly he couldn't get in Tim Sherwood's Aston Villa. Yeah, him. I mean that was bizarre. Didn't he? I mean he had spells in the, was it Granada and Bordeaux, Bordeaux yeah. and then he obviously didn't get a look in at Villa, and then he should have left last summer. To be honest, it was made clear to him then that he probably needed to move on. He didn't. He, he obviously decided he wanted to have one last crack at it, but you know he's he's, he's been nowhere near. And you know, going to you know he'd be working now for for Yapstan, hopefully. He'll, he'll be able to help him kick on because he, he's stagnated. You know, he's wasted a few years of his career. Really, I think what three appearances for Liverpool, yeah. and even those were just because of circumstances when it was he was just a body at a time when they needed someone to to fill in in the, the early stages of the FA Cup last season. So, um, so no, it's you know I don't I've never heard anyone say a bad word about him in terms of his attitude and application and stuff, but. Um, just never quite good enough to make it at Liverpool. Hopefully, he'll he'll he'll, he'll produce the goods somewhere else. Yes. Another player on his way out, Andy. Um, someone you've seen quite a bit of, Pedro Chiravella, going on loan to the fantastically named Go Ahead Eagles. I know Joe's a big big good, fan of good, Go Ahead. Good kit as well, Hummel. Hummel, there yeah, you go. Yeah. They have got everything. Good yeah, Pedro. Um, I mean, he obviously got got a couple of chances last year, didn't he? Then he had that terrible game down at Swansea, Swansea was it? Yeah. yeah which, well, he know, wasn't alone. He wasn't means. alone, but he obviously got hauled off early, didn't he? And yeah. um, I think that really set him back. He then got injured, um, and since then he's been playing reasonably in the 23s. His game certainly changed a wee bit this year. I don't know whether it's whether because they've asked him to, but um, for instance, he's he's been on set pieces uh, a lot of time. Uh, he's ta- you know a lot of time he's he's been. 
taking free kicks instead of Harry Wilson, even though I'm in the stand going, please let Harry Wilson <laughs> take it. Um, so, um, but it's it's clear that they think he's got that ability in him. Um, he's, he's expanded his passing range instead of just being a sort of you know, um, yeah, your water carrier type. Um, he he's he's looked to play longer, wider balls to expand the pitch, um, which you know he's certainly capable of. Um, and I think, albeit that he's going into a relegation um, threatened team, um, if if he can get some regular football, um, I think it's cracking for him to try and play in 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 that league. And if 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 he can't. Then you know that's obviously an indication to to Liverpool that you know he's probably going to struggle at uh, at, at the Premier League level as well. But you know he he is a lad that they've had high hopes for uh, in the yeah. past, and um, um, you know he has he has looked good on occasions. It's just I've never seen him put in a like an absolute ninety minutes quality. He does little bits and bobs and games where you think that looks class and that's nice and that's nice. But I've never seen him deliver a, like a total performance. Dominant, and I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'd I think if you're playing in centre midfield, that's a position where you can do that. Okay, we're gonna finish with a little bit off the pitch. Um Melwood. We're gonna go back to Melwood and we're gonna talk about autograph hunters and um selfie gatherers. <laughs> and you've uh, I had a story up this afternoon about Liverpool banning players now from Stockton outside Melwood. Um, we, we we're all used to it. I mean, turning up for the press conference, there's usually a crowd gathered with the with the shares. That's just for Piercy, as we know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have to sometimes put a hood over and just sort of drive them through the crowd. Really. Sometimes I go and just wait to see if I can get his autograph. Yeah, <laughs> never do. Never stops. He's the worst in the mix, no, Piers. No. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> can you explain why the club have done that? Um, health and safety one anything else I think that they, they said there's been a number of instances in recent months where you know I think the problem is that you know I've, I've been there doing interviews myself when you, you see you know there's sometimes there's 50 60 people crowded around and it's a, it's, it's a very small area yeah. where you know between basically where the gate is and where the road starts and and that, that's a very busy road as well and you you know you find that there's usually cars well, parked as well completely on one then. side yeah so you know that pull-in where people wait, quite often cars are having to pull into there to, to get past and all the rest of it. Then obviously you've got the issues with players coming out and you know and I think you know I think there has been signs up, hasn't there, saying you know not to wait there and stuff. But it's yeah. always been like a kind of they will do it yeah. because you know it's difficult to drive past someone, isn't it, when you see they've been standing outside in the freezing cold for two hours with a shirt and a pen. But you know I think it will. I think it will raise a lot of debate amongst supporters because it has, it? Yeah. yeah you know and i think you know liverpool have tried to you know i think posit- the positive is that you know they're going to players are now going to be doing silent sessions in local schools um you know it, it, it pains to stress that it's not you know it's not that they're stopping people from signing stuff it's just it's about safety more than anything else um but you you do feel for those you know probably the you know i, I see every every week there's fans from all across the yeah. globe who have you know, have made like you know a pilgrimage to to Anfield and and a wait for hours outside Melwood in the hope of getting a couple of autographs and you know obviously they're not going to be involved in any local signing session at a school so they'll be the ones that miss out but you know I think last month someone was knocked over, um you know outside Melwood and you know, safety has to come first yeah, and also you have to 
think of the uh, the suffering that the poor eBay guys will will have as well when they can't get their shirts signed outside outside Melbourne and put straight onto the uh, the website. Yeah, that's the difficult the differentiation between your your absolute um, you know your fanatic your your you know your young kid with his shirt or whatever and then maybe some people who you see there very regularly having stuff yeah. signed and uh, you know stuff obviously a lot of stuff and Liverpool signatures are worth a lot of money and uh, you know. They're those people missing out. I've got you know, no sympathy for. I've got a lot of sympathy for the club's position on this, but it 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 is it is one that I think probably won't go down particularly well with supporters. There's a joyous randomness to turning up, um, either at the ground or at, at at places where you think you might see a player. Yeah. And it, and if you're if you, if you're ten or fifteen <coughs> and you get you know in the olden days Stevie G's or or Jordan Henderson's, or whoever's Coutinho, I'd imagine is the big one they want these days, and Klopp. you know Klopp as well. You know if if you can get him signing your shirt, I mean that when you're that age, it, it means so much to you now. Hopefully, as Jim says, going into the local schools uh, and doing those sorts of signing will can look after a lot of the kids, um, and um, you know not too many miss out, but it it. it I'm not sure it's going to be completely effective because Jim says if you come 12,000 miles from Australia and you've, you've got the game and then you've got maybe a, the day before and you've come in specifically for Liverpool, it wouldn't surprise me if people, you're still, even if you can't get an autograph or a selfie, you know, you might still be able to get pictures of them going in or that sort yeah. of thing. So um, we'll have to wait and see how effective it is. It, it's, it, it frustrates me because I do enjoy that sort of element of fans being able to sort of you know get that little moment that they can treasure well i was gonna i was gonna finish the, the segment by asking for any memories that you have maybe from your younger days of getting signatures or or pictures before you wasn't, wasn't more around the pictures thing then but joe any any uh, any school went, holidays missing down to melbourne or anything i never went north craft hunting but i do have an emil husky bobblehead on my desk which i got Last year, last birthday. So last year, yeah, yeah. signed. Last, it's not signed. Well, that's but, that's <laughs> an absolutely pointless. <laughs> 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 got a new curtains last week. Tell us more, Joe. Next, next week. Um, James, you got any? Um, I was when Andy was saying that. I was just thinking it is quite sad how things have changed. Because I think back to my first trip to Anfield in October 1990. Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, two 0 Russian nickel. Little um, tracksuit you had on as well, wasn't it? Little chelsea. Little, little bubble hat. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and just. You know, and obviously now these days you can't get close to the players after matches, and and obviously yeah. security has just completely changed. And I just remember like you know basically bullying my dad and telling him we're not going back in the car yet. We're waiting in the main stand car park, and within you know probably about an hour, hour and a half after the final whistle, you know pr- pretty much getting the entire entire team just as they were walking to their cars, and you know there was there was no, no issues or anything. There's only probably a few dozen of us waiting around to be honest, and. And you know, and just the thrill of being what was I, twelve years old, and you know, getting a Rushy's autograph yeah. and Ronnie Rosenthal and all the rest of it, and pictures <laughs> the as well. Second person you yeah. picked on that list. They were the ones. They were the big ones. Barnes, 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 because yeah. that that you that, that you memories like that stay with you, don't they? Yeah. You know that that absolute buzz of, of of meeting your heroes, especially in an age where you know, we talk about f- footballers being probably detached from 
from their fan base. Um, need to make sure that, that you know, well, any, anything to avoid that happening has to be welcome. We had a lovely story recently with Daniel Sturridge, didn't we, after the, uh, after the game? Yeah. yeah. The Tottenham game, wasn't it, recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, you know, a guy who missed out on his signature and he, he bumped into him in the, in the car park in Stanley Park and got a, got a signature. That was a, a bit of a heart. I think he got a shirt. He got a shirt. He took the picture on his phone, didn't yeah. he? And, yeah. and, and tagged him in Instagram and all that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, we'll have to say, I, I don't... I don't for a did second. Do you ever hang around looking for Ian Callaghan's autograph? Billy <laughs> no, Little. Thank you very much. Not only several generations out, but the, the wrong side of the REC, I'm afraid. No, I did. Uh, uh, rude, I wasn't, rude rude to tennis, I wasn't an autograph man, really, but I did. I do remember getting um, Alex Hurricane Higgins oh, uh, at uh, Corey and Leisure yeah. Centre after a. Uh, uh, an exhibition match with uh, Whirlwind White, and uh, yeah, that was been a good night. Yeah, that was a tremendous night, and probably no better place to end. I've got to say that you can't end better than on, on the hurricane and the whirlwind. No. Um, thanks very much for listening. Um, we'll be back on Monday. Um, hopefully, Ian Doyle will be back in the hot seat because I know you're all been pining for him over the last couple of episodes, Miss Mel. <laughs> the, the noise from James Pierce there sums it up perfectly but uh, yeah we'll be back on Monday to look back on the weekend hopefully on a Liverpool smooth progression to the um, fourth round of the FA Cup and hopefully after a performance where Trent Alexander-Arnold has made himself undroppable for Gareth Southgate and uh, the England national team so uh, thanks very much join us next time